0: Hi everybody, this is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Woo, messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Valle, the boogie-wooker man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Bookin' the Territory. Oh yeah! This is a one-man gang. You're listening to Bookin' the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs>
1: Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where tonight we're talking some NWA Saturday night on TBS from July the 18th of 1987. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper as usual. It won't stop raining in Texas, but Doc, how are you?
2: Well, I have some news for all you guys. There's been a lot of conjecture about um, whether or not I'm denim friends, and I got to tell you, Um, it turns out that apparently I'm a Redskins fan. No, I don't think you did him Fritz. I told you that last week. I said you're fake Mike Mills. (laughs) Who is it? Well, it, first of all, it's the great Mike Mills with an exclamation point.
1: That's right. He, he change it to, did he change it to the great Mike Mills or the great fake Mike Mills? Which one is it?
2: I think it's the great Mike Mills. Jesus Christ. But it's not me. It's you. Okay. The, the, the blackest white man, the whitest black man. I get confused. I can't ever remember your tagline, but uh, I still. I'm doing great, pal. Um, the uh, we the Cowboys have traded for our number one, the, our first round pick for some help. Uh, the Mavericks are off to a hot start. But, well, and and pretty soon we got to get to Harper because quack, quack 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 quack.
1: A duck hit my car. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> so. Harper, first off, how are you doing?
3: And then please tell us the story. I'm doing great. Yeah, I was driving down, uh, you know, Press Drive by Suno. I know, exactly,
1: I know exactly where you were.
3: Mike says this is deep, deep, deep hood. Not really. Oh. Well, maybe oh. not since Katrina. I guess. I mean.
1: It's... I mean, Pontchartrain Park wasn't no fucking walk in a park back in the day, dude. Well, it's not that anyway. bad out
3: there. I mean, forgot what I mean it,
1: does, does anybody live there still? I haven't. I yeah. swear to God, I haven't, I haven't driven back down in that area in, since before Katrina.
2: Well, it's, yeah. it's got to be somewhat nice. I mean, ducks don't live in the ghetto, do they? Yeah.
3: What and is a park a right course. there?
2: Yeah, yeah they a got a course. golf course right there. Well, I them. don't know too many ghettos that hang out that have golf courses.
1: Bruh, that golf course before, I don't know what it looks like now, but I can tell you before Katrina – when you talked about playing golf, um, that was not no lavish and nice golf course. Let's just put it like that. That shit was tore to fuck up. But I just, I I'm up. just
2: saying that if you're if you got time to talk about playing golf, you ain't that poor. That's that right. That golf
1: course has been there since white people settled that area a long the scene. time ago and then y'all, some bitches fled but Copper, can you t- tell us about the duck before you're trying to figure yeah. trust me, so there's a reason that stupid ra-
3: golf course is there it, it fucking rained all day yesterday and uh, there's these ducks on the fucking neutral ground right and it was like it was playing, they flew right in front of my fucking car I'm like, I'm gonna hit these fucking ducks I was like, I'm not swerving, fuck those. Stupid fucking ducks. That's their fucking problem. <laughs> and uh, surprisingly, only one of them hit my fucking car, and he rolled up on my windshield, and my <laughs> windshield wipers are just fucking him up. I'm like, you e, fucking dick, <laughs> and he fucking rolls onto the roof of of my car, and I don't know what happened to him. But uh, come on,
2: are you are you ch- hold on? He What's said it? his
3: wind.
1: He said Doc, Hold on. He said his windshield wipers was fucking a duck up.
2: <laughs> I Man, ducks are mean, dude. Ducks will fuck you up. This is funny. Well, I was... well,
3: he just got his ass kicked by a fucking Chrysler Pacifica, so fuck him. <laughs> he he ain't that goddamn tough. I, I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, oh, um, <laughs> I needed not think story... he lived because I, I I turned back around and he was gone because I was just curious.
2: So, I think he got (laughs) up and flew off. I was really hoping the story ended with you eating it. No. Like, you
3: fucking dumbass ducks, bro. They all flew right in front of my fucking car. You fucking dicks.
2: How much, Mike, how much would you have paid to be in the car with Harper (laughs) as this shit was happening to have some audio of this? I wish the guy had it on fucking camera,
3: because it, it was like right there, right in front of my face. Just ducks on the windshield, all flapping, and my windshield wiper just the dumb papa papa pa pa pa
1: This motherfucker abused a duck. What is windshield wipers?
2: Man, we're gonna get a call from fucking Peter. <laughs> fucking Conrad move Conrad's your mic gonna,
1: away from your mouth Jesus Christ you're breathing into it a lot okay Conrad's I'm sorry gonna,
2: Conrad's gonna turn us into fucking PETA
1: oh okay you really wanna well, go there that, tonight
2: not yet cause I haven't heard it but I heard that over on that Facebook group of y'alls that there's a whole bunch of Conrad's stealing our shit so we're gonna hey, check we're into smooth that. up in you.
1: you got the exclusive on that right Hopper
2: Right, it's like put it this
3: way. I never even heard of that song until Doc brought it up. I never, mean, so it, it, it's not a well-known fucking song. I mean, maybe who I'll the just, fuck knows that song? So
2: maybe, maybe I'll just move to Alabama and start selling mortgages.
3: Really, roll tide and get fat <laughs> and grow a beard.
1: So y'all firmly believe that Conrad stole Smooth Up in you from this show?
3: Who? Oh, oh. Who? Who, who knows that song? No one knows. I mean, no one knows please. who the fuck the Bullet Boys are.
1: Well, okay, Harper, you're asking the wrong person.
2: You say, who knows that song? Obviously, Nobody I don't know that fucking song. song. That guy didn't know that song.
3: No.
1: So you're saying someone fed that to him or he heard it on this show?
3: I think he has like scouts. I think he has like fucking agents. Like, I think fucking it's fucking Denim Chris Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, For the record, I haven't heard it. I I was. I haven't either. uh, But I'm willing to go with the story. Longtime patron Bobby Murray posted it on the Facebook group, saying that it was heard on that song, but uh, or on that on the show. I don't even know which episode it was. They said the one. Well, here's the deal, people. Now would be two weeks ago.
2: We have patrons. We don't have sponsors, and we're doing this against our better judgment. So if we can prove this, maybe you need to make Conrad's life hell somehow. I don't know.
1: <laughs> okay, Doc. Uh, let me saying. take shout-out to good old Justin who jumped up and became a Hall of Fame patron again. And uh, when you get to month number seven, Justin, don't forget to remind me, and I will get you out your T-shirt. So thank you very much. And then Jose Corona, I know you moved over to Patreon from Podbean. Shout-out to you as well. Hope you're enjoying the move. Uh, and then, uh, Doc, you got anything else before we get into the uh, meat and potatoes of this sh- week's show?
2: I'm, I'm in a bad mood now. I don't like. I don't like things getting stolen from us. What'd you think about the Cowboys game this? Uh, Jesus, Ritchie? didn't get to see it. I've been watching the Mavericks.
3: You know what that reminded me of was
2: what did it reminded you of
3: was when that ref fucked up the finish with fucking Dusty and and uh, and, and fucking Tully. <laughs> Tommy Young. It's, yeah, because it was like it's it's like what the fuck are you looking at, bro? <laughs>
2: Everybody's out to get me. What can the, the everybody's out to get me. What can I say? All right. I've been knowing that for a long time.
1: <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. All right, you already, I'm sure you do. do. You,
2: you have, your people advocate cheating. Okay.
1: You ready to get into NWA now?
2: Or what? Yeah. All
1: right. What? Let's do it. So we are talking July 18th, 1987, NWA, uh, Saturday night on TBS. And uh, this was a... Uh, a pretty good show, in my opinion. We'll get into more of that in a second. But uh, the show opens up with Luger and Nikita. They are in the cage uh, wrestling for the U.S. title. More on that later in the show, although they do break the news in the opening who wins as far as Crockett and Trevani when they come in. And uh, Tony congratulates Dr. Death on beating Big Bubba for the UWF title. Man, that was a huge deal uh, for me as a kid. I remember that when they announced it on uh, UWF TV. Uh, Crockett tells us Jimmy Garvin did not win, and that means Flair gets his date with Precious. Oh, my God. More on that later. And, um, holy shit. So I was just going to throw it to you guys. Anything from the opening of the show right there? Harper, you first.
3: Let's do this shit. Uh, yeah. Hey,
1: Doc, you? Anything? We're doing it. All right. Ron Simmons in the first match defeats Gladiator number one, which, uh, is Gary Royal for those who don't know, and then uh Ron Simmons does come in and he cuts a promo now, I didn't have it queued up to play i, I didn't have anything from it, nothing special, but I'll ask doc Doc, do you have anything from it?
2: uh I don't believe so, sir,
1: okay, I was just curious. I mean, I could cue it up, but uh if it, it was it was just kind of meat and potatoes
2: it was kind some of... golly shucks, oh jeez, baby face stuff mm-hmm. yeah uh, so we'll keep going.
1: We got the mod squad make a TV appearance and they defeat Alan Martin and Eric long. And then we go straight from that to JJ and war machine. Now let me get this one queued up because uh, it's short, but let's play it.
2: It's the same promo from last week.
1: No, it's not. Was it?
2: Yeah.
3: It's the same okay. exact one in Miami. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right.
2: So it is no need to play it then.
1: Um, so we keep going and show's over.
2: No, no, show is not. It just seems over, like we're really racing through this. Are you double parked or something, pal?
1: I'm I'm not double parked, to be honest with you. Um, but we do get into the the big match, one of the big matches on this week's show. And it is it is uh Tony and David, they throw us to Nikita versus Lex with referee Earl Hebner in the cage for the U.S. title. Long story short here, and then I'll throw it to you all to get your thoughts. Hebner gets bumped when he catches part of Nikita's Russian sickle. Uh, J.J. then throws Luger a chair in the cage, so over the cage and into it. Luger catches it, cracks Nikita real good. Luger picks Nikita up to put the torture rack on Nikita. J.J. then wakes up Hebner. Hebner sees Nikita out, cold, calls for the bell. And we have a new... U.S. champion in Doc's favorite wrestler, Lex Luger. Doc, your thoughts first. What did you think about all this? Um,
2: I like the fact that Luger actually, I liked it when he went after the neck brace and took it off because they were deep into the match on that because we joined this in progress. They were super sweaty. So, I mean, they've been going at it for a while and he's just now getting the neck brace off. I like that part. You ever think that maybe like Jim Crockett ought to come out on one of these Saturday nights and go, we're firing all of our refs and we're going to hire some refs that can actually <laughs> s- stay up right during a match.
3: We're going to Craigslist, and find some right. refs. Right. <laughs> and
1: yes, I do think that sometime because I know one of the things Bruce Mitchell has said when I talked to him is they got to the point where they were trained to just look for shenanigans because that's all it ever was. Right.
2: And then, the one thing I like, and I thought this was real subtle, and to be oh, let me say this, because I, I I like to call things as they are, not just how I want them to be. Jeez I'm not Christ, a huge here we go. I'm not a huge fan of either one of these guys, but them being in the ring together was better than I would have expected. How about that? Yeah.
1: Um, that's a lot coming from you.
2: That's right. I'm feeling magnanimous today.
1: I mean, what, 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 what? Why do you think it was so good? Like, what? Because I I, mean, I, I,
2: I can't say. It's hard to say. There's so many factors that go into that that it's just really too hard to speculate. Okay. Um, so the other thing and that, that kind of amused you, though. Um, yeah, yeah. You're the sick other of shit. I, I. So anyway, the other thing that I really like is when he won. Arden Tully came out. But you don't see Rick because Rick's still in the back getting ready for a world title match. He can't just come out there and be seen. That's how you do it right. Just little things. I love that. It ain't just that Rick can't be seen,
1: man. Rick's got his mind not only on winning that match, but if he wins, ass. he's gonna get a yeah. He's gonna get a mm-hmm. piece of precious's ass, gold and, that's
2: and ass, the two yeah. most precious commodities on <laughs> Yeah, the water's
1: not important, I guess, Doc. No,
2: <laughs> <clears throat> golden ass.
1: Okay. Harper, your thoughts on Luger and Nikita here?
2: I, I like the ref bump.
3: That looked good. when the, ref With the Russian the sickle? Yeah. Came out, yeah. Mm-hmm. That looked good, and I love how Nikita was, like, fucking weakened at Bernie's when he's trying to get <laughs> him up, and he's got to hang him on a fucking rope, and he gets him up, and he's just laying there dead. <laughs> That's the first thing that popped to, to, to my mind was fucking Weekend at Bernie's. Can I tell y'all something? Huh. The
1: first time I saw that stupid-ass movie. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking dead dude when the music played. I just, I popped for years on that stupidity. That shit they was They made so a grown. second
2: one. I know, that's what. He's I'm still dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Isn't he speaking by now? Jesus Christ! <laughs> right, right. Fucking Rick
3: and is, They just Rick covered Rick with fucking Mortis. body axe.
1: Yeah, what's the <laughs> fucking <laughs> deal here? Okay, uh, but no.
2: Um, I like how, I like how I like how JJ just. Let's not even be. Let's not even be uh, sly about this. I'm just gonna throw this chair over the top of the cage. And then when fucking Lex threw it over, fuck, he I, I think he hit J.J. with it. I thought so, too, but
3: I wasn't sure.
1: I didn't i didn't note it, but yeah. no, it wouldn't surprise me. All right, so, uh, again, Lex wins. So we go straight from the match then to back to the studio where we're going to see uh, J.J. and Lex cut a promo. And I, I thought actually Lex was pretty good here. He's cocky, which is, I think, the good part. But here it is.
0: And there was the scene, a happy scene for the poor horseman and for this man, Lex Luger, the new U.S. heavyweight champion. Tony Schiavone, nothing should spoil this moment, but I'm going to have to address a point before you or anybody else raise it. Yes, a chair was passed into the ring, though. In my opinion, it had minimal effect as far as the total outcome of the match. I have never, ever interfered in a match. But when Nikita Koloff asked for a cage match, it's a slap in my face as much to insinuate that I would even think about it. And then when he says, I want no disqualification, he's throwing the rule book out to the window. He's saying, I'm pointing you to try and come up with some idea because there are no rules. So just to prove a point, I passed the chair into the ring just to show that it could be done, though, as I said, it had nothing to do with the outcome of the match. What is most important is Lex Luger was a long, hard fought victory. He is a deserving champion, and most important, he predicted he would do it. So, Giovanni, what does this look like right here? U.S. Heavyweight Championship belt. Who's standing here with it? Lex Luger. What we're talking about is the new U.S. Heavyweight champion, the total package. He said he was going to do it, and he did it. You hear the people? They knew what happened, too. Because you see, from day one, my first match, every wrestling expert said Lex Luger has champion written all over him, and it has come to pass. A lot of people questioned. Well, I've said I want to become a four-horseman. This is proof in the pudding right here, baby, that I made the right decision. Because we are the elite professional wrestling. I'm the U.S. heavyweight champion. but like Flair's the world heavyweight champion. I'm a bunch of world TV champion. It'll soon come to pass, mark my words. Aaron Anderson's the only man left without a belt. And very soon, the world tag team titles are coming the way of the four horsemen. My advice to Nikita, Ch- Nikita Koloff, you were, past tense, a fine champion. But when you fall off the top rung of the ladder, you fall all the way to the bottom, Nikita. It's time to regroup. Find out what brought you there. Time to stop hanging around with the Dusty Rose. It's time to start thinking what brought you there. Get back in the gym. You've grown soft. The superpower miss. has been destroyed. This is the proof right here. They all can be beaten. And in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the dating game on the 25th has become that much more prestigious. If not only will one lady, an ordinary lady, have a date with Lex Luger, but she'll also have a date with the new U.S. heavyweight champion. Lex Luger, the new U.S. champion. When we come back,
1: we'll talk with Nikita Kola. All right, Doc, what you got from Lex right there, your favorite wrestler?
2: I'm actually going to go with JJ. JJ was out there just gerrymandering the truth left and right. I've never cheated, ever. But then he admits to throwing the chair in the ring just to show he could do it. And you forced me to do it by coming up with this cage match, which told me you were going to cheat. So I cheated before you could cheat. Just fantastic horse shit. I love it. (laughs) That was some white man Booker logic, if there ever has been any. <laughs> horror, um, horror, you, okay, keep going. I'm sorry. And I got to think that Lexus, you know, this completes his first mission. And in come into the territory, he's now done what he said he would do. I just wonder if he's going to be satisfied there, or is he going to think he's world championship material?
1: Oh, well, stay tuned. Harper, what'd you
3: have from it?
2: Sounds like Harper's dead. The ducks are back. They're beating his ass. Yeah, I want to know about over. the 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 Lex Luger
3: dating game. I don't, because I checked, because I couldn't find anything. Uh,
1: well, wasn't he talk? No, he was. I can't remember. I feel like a couple of weeks ago he mentioned. He may have mentioned this, but uh... they
2: mentioned it. They mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Like, and I'm like, who? Who would have time for such bullshit when we're trying to fucking defend some titles here? Well, Rick does. Well, that's different.
1: Okay. What else you got, Harper?
3: Yeah, fucking uh, JJ, when he's like, yeah, through threw the chair in, but it didn't really make a big difference in the match, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the horsemen the horsemen are so awesome with that. I've said it for years now. It's like they sit there and talk about how they don't need to cheat and they're they they they're so good, and then they just gloss over stuff like that, or say things like JJ said. And he just and he's just like, yeah, I throw that on, but you know, you forced my hand, and
2: you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, and um,
1: I just did what I had to do, no big deal, you know. Not only here,
2: I only I only hit you because I love you so much. Yeah, <laughs> that's the same. That's exactly what that
1: was. <laughs> all right. So after JJ and Luger, we go to Nikita. Uh, are we playing this doc?
2: Well, here's the thing. Ugh. This is a fairly short episode, so if we don't play some stuff, we're not going to have anything. But I never want to play this, so it's not good. It's just it's not. Go,
1: let me let me explain what it is. They go to the back. Tony and David throw us to the. It's a dressing room interview right after the match, where Nikita is back there as he just talked to Luger, and he's in a dressing room. Um, not just talked to Luger. Where he just he's supposedly
2: be been there for hours, right? yes bullshit. and this is just he put a towel on his sweaty head and cut the promo it's i mean it's truly i i literally
1: got nothing from it i mean i guess he kind of talks about getting revenge and getting it back but
3: thanks thank partner
1: yeah i I mean would you agree harper nothing much
3: yeah nothing much nothing to see here move on yeah
1: yeah, it is a short episode. It is what it is. But I got a feeling when we get to get to Rick, we're gonna spend a little time on that one. Yeah. So then we go to the Road Warriors, another meat and potatoes promo. Um I was gonna play it, but Doc, I'll ask you first.
2: Well, I am the boss of the show, so you will do as I say.
1: Okay, and what is what are we doing here?
2: I don't care. Play it. It's the Road Warriors. You heard. I
1: here, it
3: here it is. Thanks, boss.
0: Okay we're back The Legion of Doom The Road Warriors Precious followers I know you heard From James J. Dillon About the match Beyond in Miami James J. Dillon The last thing He should be Talking about Is the match The War Games In Miami Because we've already Put him on a commission Now the one thing That the Warriors Have never done Since they've been In wrestling Has changed From the people That they were On the streets Of Chicago Oh, sure, we went on and bought a couple new pairs of Levi's. We tried Calvin Klein, but the sizes didn't fit. It must have been the European cut. We ain't changed. We've done up to this day what we started out doing. And that was busted heads. That was everybody else saying, hey, they're the best until they get in the ring with us. And then they know who the best is rick flair the horseman you know deep down right here who the best is but it ain't you it's us it's Nikita cola and it's dusty Rhodes. we're the best and you are nothing and we are here to make sure you stay that way tell them big man you know some tony Giovanni all across this country David Cricket, i got to correct just one thing you said. You said Nikita on and Lex Luger, the two strongest men in our business today in Professor Wrestling. You're wrong. You know you're wrong. Us two guys here from Chicago, we've been born, bred, and to fight. So James J. Dillon, yeah, you got a great stable, the four horsemen. You've got the world champion, the U.S. champion, U.S. TV champion. Arn Anderson's a great wrestler. Here and go! He ain't got a belt, but you gotta face us. So, whoever you wanna get in the match beyond Down in Miami, whoever it is, six foot nine, seven foot tall, when the superpowers and the Legion of Doom get it go with you guys, you're history. There's a lot of matches that mean a lot to a lot of people. The match.
2: Okay, Doc, thoughts. Can you imagine if Hawk came out? And instead of Hawk voice, it was Harper's voice doing Gomer Pile, <laughs> <laughs> Coming out of that hu- huge body. Because half of Hawk is that he's the biggest dude around for that size cut. And then it's that voice. So I was just thinking, what if like Shazam came out? Shazam, <laughs> Shazam. Horseman, we get our hands on you. <laughs> Tell them, big man. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Uh, <laughs> what was uh, the, Yeah.
1: What was the topic we were talking about when he did that on the Smoky Mountain show that hadn't that that aired back a while <laughs> Who were we talking about?
2: Hillbilly. Oh, hillbilly. No, no, no.
1: Yeah. No, it was a that, that was a good guess match. though. It was a mixed tag match in Harper. Oh. Upper went off on his Gomer Powell voice. Hi, hi there, man. I, mixed tag. What are they going to do? Put a black fella in there with a white fella? Yeah, what, yeah.
3: right? I can't do it. What did you say? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jesus. Well, uh, yeah, when those people heard it was a mixed tag team match, they probably thought it was going to be a black guy and a white guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Poor oh, <boy>. whitey. <laughs>
1: Oh man! Okay, uh, Harper, you got anything
3: from this? Don't it say? Don't you think that when I done shooting the promo, that when Paul starts doing his thing, if they wouldn't leave, it would mean uh, it would mean more. Yes, they should it's stay. Weird. It's weird. It's or, like, yeah, it's or like he should go first. Right, he he should go first just to get out the way.
1: Yeah, I never thought about it as a kid, but you're right. Like, you watch it now, it's like, they leave and it's like
3: the promo's over no
1: matter what he right. says. It, it doesn't act. Because
3: add... the, reason, the reason I'm watching this is because of the fucking Road Warriors.
1: Yeah, and um, I don't think Paul's terrible. It's just that it's like... Mm, that's not what you, you said. F- the,
2: before not... we Before what? What, 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 what lie before are you about to tell now? Record? Before we started recording, you're like, dude, we're going to cut the Ellering part out.
1: Okay. I cut it out every week. It doesn't mean I think he's bad. Just, I think just, think that's like exactly
2: head. what that means.
1: No, I think it's yeah. what Harper exactly said. It's like, why did they why did leave when he starts talking? It's like, you know what it's like, Harper? You know how uh. when you're a kid and your mom or your dad are talking to you and you're like, hey, I ain't got time for this shit. <laughs> and you walk off. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like the, it's like the warriors of the kids. And it's like they've heard <laughs> the same sermon from their from their dad or mom a million times, and they're like, "Peace out, bitches! I ain't got time for y'all."
2: Pretty. That much. Was <laughs> nev- I was never that disrespectful of my my parents. It says a lot about you. Yeah, I never said I
1: was. I just said kids that do it.
2: Whatever. Never. You said you know when you were a
3: kid. That
1: I makes bet it you like-
3: Hopper used to do that shit. No, mom. I'm a nice Catholic uh, white guy from Metairie. That's right. I bet she yeah. does it to his
1: mom now. <laughs>
0: his
1: mom's trying to preach to him and he bounces. <laughs> Peace out, mom. I ain't got time for this. <laughs> okay. I'm going
3: to go hit some ducks. Yeah. <laughs> duck, duck, goose, Ooh. motherfucker.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> we roll to the next match. It is Kendall Windham who defeats Thunderfoot number two. Uh, Kendall Windham is a poor man's version of Sam Houston. I think we said that. Oh,
3: shit. Jesus Christ, that's exactly what yeah. it is. The Bulldog and everything. I, I know we may people may say, oh, you guys are biased
1: because y'all know Sam Houston. I don't um, know Sam I'm, Houston. I'm sorry, but the,
3: Sam was the, the so much beer better. beer and everything.
1: And not just that. Remember, I, I mean, Sam was over when he was in the yeah. promotion. I mean, he was doing some good stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, so uh, that happened. Um, Doc, you got anything from Kendall Wyndham there? No, nah. <laughs> I thought you, I thought you were about to really be. You were about. You were about to say what you texted me when you what? heard about Roman Reigns the other night. What? I, I, why am I bringing this up? I'm gonna have to edit this out. Say it. What? <laughs> When when you texted me, you said, "Man, Roman's got cancer," and then you said something that you said Vince said in the back to get him what you
3: over. You <laughs> don't, don't want to say it. I, it's I, it's I so literally
1: offensive. do not know
2: what you're talking about. Let I me mean, go to I the text me.
1: message. I get a text message from Doc.
2: Uh, after I'll Roman. look, I'll look it up and I'll read it because I don't give a shit.
1: <laughs> no, 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 hold on, hold on.
2: <laughs> said. I, what i said exactly was vince will try every everything and anything to make him a baby face god damn pal we'll get you a disease yeah dude this is like magnum getting to the car wreck except he's gonna live and then he'll be a baby face and and what did vince want all this time this leukemia is a work
1: no it ain't don't,
2: you
3: don't believe that
2: i don't I hope care but, it's not. But then again, if it
3: is, that's fucking awesome.
2: It would be. Bruh, let me <laughs> tell you something.
1: There's not much shit that I look at and go, "That's not a work." That shit made me go, "That's not a work."
2: If that's a work, I don't know whether to be.
1: I don't know whether to be mad or be like, "God damn, I can't believe you went there." And wow,
2: you, you know why it's not a work?
1: The shareholders the would get pissed off.
2: That's right. The corporate partners would never allow that kind of horse shit.
1: You're saying that Carney Bat, those Carney bastards up there, couldn't pull that off
2: without getting trouble? No, no, but hell, the Dean Ambrose heel turn later in the show was almost too much for most people.
1: It was too. A lot of people were like mad about that. I didn't get that. I don't you know for the first time i actually went back and and uh watch i watched the roman segment and i watched the dean match cuz i heard about it on twitter on hulu like and i saw i don't know I, I that didn't make me mad but whatever uh no doc you texted if you you the way i read your text was god damn power if we want to get him over we're going to give him cancer and i was like that's, oh, right. man, that's just wrong that's that's not right
3: Okay, it's like well, October, too. It's like breast cancer month or whatever. Right.
2: That's shirt. why they couldn't work it, because Su- Susan G. Coleman would get all upset. Yeah.
1: Okay. Maybe so. I don't think it's a work for the record. Do you find it uh, ironic
2: that Ezekiel Elliott wears pink shoes when he's playing football? And he's Captain Beat-a-Bitch? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> nice.
1: Exactly. I, I mean, what's on? I, It's. Am I lying? No. He beat abroad. I'm not lying. Right. Allegedly, and, and 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 Doc loves him for that. He's like, "Well, I ain't trying to get Not him to watch for my kids. that."
2: Hold on, pal. <laughs> in spite of it, it wasn't a deal breaker for me,
1: <laughs> Halbert. We haven't told you this story about the time that. And I hate to get sidetracked, but this is this has to do with this topic. One time, Doc was in my office. This is the time when I was. Oh, here hold on, hold office. on.
2: I said something about Zeke during the game the other day, and Mike's like, "Man, he's gonna." He's going to beat bitches and stuff. And I'm like, dude, just keep – you give Zeke the ball. Keep your daughter and wife away from him, and you'll be fine. Shit. No.
1: What I was about to say was uh, Des Bryant had done something. I don't know if you were talking about something when he slapped his mama or something. And um, you were talking to me, and and uh, the person in the in the cubicle on the other side of me is like, oh, oh, I can't believe you – you mean to tell me you got no problem with him? And Doc tells this broad, straight I want up, him to watch like, my no. damn kids. I, I just I want didn't. him to score fucking touchdowns and catch passes.
2: I didn't think about it. I didn't prepare it. I just let her have the truth. I don't give a, f- I don't give a single fuck about what he does. She in- was
1: mad. Yeah, well,
2: that's guess nice. what? Guess what? That old broad don't work there anymore, and I do. Is that the right. chick? With the horses? No. no. Okay. this one was even worse than that one.
1: <laughs> I like rocks. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> all right. Well, we will keep going because Dusty Rhodes is up next. And, yeah. Uh, let's hear what uh, Big Dust has to say.
4: The Great American Bash still
2: kicking on, and, of course, it all winds up on July 31st in the Orange Bowl. The Great American Bash is... Taking his
0: toll on a few men. Good men. The match beyond Miami, like my brothers, the Legion of Doom, so roughly put it, is true. They are the baddest, biggest, and meanest in the world. But they're my brothers. They're my street brothers. These are my brothers and sisters. Tommy Edwards takes pride and producing, directing the greatest television show on TV. I take pride in being a champion. So in Miami, the war games continue. In Charlotte tonight, the money comes back to Dusty road the American dream. And now, Nikita Poloff, my friend, the greatest athlete I've ever stepped into the ring with. He don't care about pain. He makes no excuses about pain, Lex Luger. You come out here in them cheap false diagrams, and in that cheap imitation, pullover polo that you think that you're one of the horsemen in just a few months, and you're one of the cream of the crop. Let me tell you something. You talk about being rich and famous. Lex Luger say, I'm rich and famous. Let me tell you something, Daddy. You're not rich, and you're Dancio, not famous. I'm famous, and I'm a wealthy son of a guy. Three times World Heavyweight Champion. And Ric Flair, you're going around the country now for getting one man. That's Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. And on any given night, in any arena, I can take the world's title from you, Ric Flair. Everybody here knows it. Everybody feels it, and knows it. Let me tell you something. Else. Here we go. The pinnacle Koloff quest to become United States heavyweight champion again is going to happen. But on that road, along the times, let's look up. Remember this: all your muscles, all your body, all your. If you say the most best-looking man in the world, you think, y'all well, this old boy right here has got a heart as big as Texas. And, Tony, what? I was getting ready to say, you know, I followed your career for so many years and you've held so many titles, but there's
1: one title I don't believe you've ever held, and that's a U.S. heavyweight title.
0: Uh, not yet. Not yet. Lex Luger, if you're looking for somebody to pick on, that's 305 pounds of a chummy, chubby little plumber son from Austin, Texas that'll tear your sweet ass right up any time you're ready for
1: That's nice. Ric
0: Flair, Iron Edison, Tyler Blanchett, the Legion of Doom, and the superpowers are ready now for the match beyond. War Games 2. War Games 2. Pain, Blue the Agonite. The National Wrestling Alliance is the best wrestling product in this country. Ron Simmons, great athlete, black athlete, don't have to dye his hair blonde Mm. to get on television.
3: That's nice. You know what
0: I mean? He's got the talent. And I don't sell Dixie Cups down at the K-Store, daddy. All I do is beat people up and be the best at what I am. Nakita's coming for you, Luger, and on the way there, the dream's coming for you too. Thank you, Tony. The American Dream to see Road do a lot more right after this.
1: Bro, he rambled for a while, but when he said, "Luger, if you're looking for somebody to pick on, there's a 305-pound chubby plumber son that will tear your ass straight up." Yeah. Got me on that one. That that like saved that promo. But uh, Harper, what did you have?
3: Yeah, that was great when he said that,
2: and I like how he kind of walked around. He... I feel like he had a lot on his mind here today. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
3: And then when he uh, brought up the fucking uh, Ron Simmons doesn't have to dye his hair mm. blonde to get on TV. I'm like, whoa. You... God damn it. Get that fat bastard. Some <laughs> polka dots. That's what you're going to get, you son of a bitch. And you got to come out with a big fat black woman.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, all right. What else you got, Hopper?
3: He sounded good. That was a good Dusty promo. I don't know why he had to bury fucking uh, Butch Reed. He went straight off, didn't he? (laughs) He had beef with uh,
2: Butch Reed? I I think he didn't have beef with Butch. I think he had beef with them making Butch be a bitch. Uh, Yeah, I
1: don't know. Somebody out there is going to tell us there's a shoot interview where they talk about this. But... Um, I don't. I don't know if it was. I don't think it was a shot at Butch. I just think it was a shot at
3: up north. Cartoon wrestling. Yeah, more than anything. So. The natural Butch Reed. And then he was the God. wait. He was the hacksaw, wasn't he? Hacksaw, he was hacksaw, hacksaw, Butch, Reed, he hacksaw was Butch Reed. Then oh, he was the natural mid south. okay. Then he went up there and
1: was, God, oh, the natural. Fuck. Um, man, you talk about a dude that was in a star, a star in mid south. Doc, what did you have from Dusty here?
2: I like also early on when he said, man, you ain't rich. I'm rich. <laughs> yeah. You ain't famous. That kind of shit was awesome, too. And then he was into Luger, and then he was into WWE. I think he's just, you know, here's the thing. He's salty, bro. He's salty, but I wonder how much of that's just real life because, like, think about it. We're in July. And they're they've been they war games. They're in the middle of the bash. There's a lot of pressure. They've already purchased UWF. They've bought Florida by this point too. And at some point this year, they're going to break the news to everybody that they're fucking broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who knows what's going on behind the scenes? Because I, I I I don't know. I just thought it was I I'm not complaining about it at all. I just thought the line about Butch Reed was a little yeah. It tells me he he's it felt like he was real life frustrated and then came out there and cut a promo, yeah. Which I I don't care.
1: I hear you. All right. Well, I thought it was good. He he did kind of. He went on for a while too. But but uh, that
2: may be the promo that landed his fat ass in some polka dots. It could be. <laughs> uh,
1: it could be. All right. Let's keep going. Up next, we got Tully and JJ, and uh, let's hear what they got to say.
0: The mark of champion. And the champion, the world television champion, Tully Blanchett, along with James J. Dillon. That's how a champion dresses. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Great. Huh? That looks great. You know, I tell you what, Tony Sivani, I was listening to Dusty Rhodes talk about all the great things that he's done in his life. And don't get me wrong, he is a great man. The man I took this from, which always sticks in his side big time. But let's move on to bigger and better things. Congratulations are due to Lex Luger. He came out here and said, I'm going to be a horseman. And he became one. I'm gonna take Nikita Tolov down. And he did. He beat him in a no disqualification cage match. No rules. And he took the man out with the backbreaker and walked out of the Greensboro Coliseum, as everybody's seen, the United States Heavyweight Champion. World's Heavyweight Champion Ric Flair, United States Heavyweight Champion Lex Luger, World's Television Champion Tully Blanchard. And then there's Arn Anderson, the enforcer. the enforcer, of the Horsemen. Now we got two roads to go. Barry Wyndham, the Western States Heritage champion, Arn could take that belt, and we'd all four have a belt. But then you think, Rock and Roll Express can't have two. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Can you that? Yeah, we can have one on each shoulder. But world what about is a champion and world tag team champ? What about that? That's just what I was going to say. World's tag team champions, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard. Arn and I are an awesome force as a tag team, as everybody has seen, as well as any other combination. But I think, just to make it come to the forefront, Arn and I will challenge the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. Arn and I will take the world's television. Not the world stuff. I'm so used to saying that for so long, JJ. It's just kind of longer than it the matter. The world's tag team championships. We will take those. Because I say it, because Orange says it, because JJ says it, Rick and Lex say it, and we are the horsemen. And when we say it, it gets done. Now, you talk about The match beyond number two, the Orange Bowl, Miami, Florida, the superpowers, the road warriors, they're the baddest. You ask them deep inside, they know we're the baddest. You got to walk out here with these to be the baddest. And it's not having the strongest arms or anything. It's the whole thing, the whole picture. You got to have it here. That's why you people don't defeat the horsemen because you don't have it up here. Isn't that right, James? That's right. There's one little matter to be cleaned up, and that's tonight in Charlotte. We need to go to the yes. bank Monday and put $100,000. Make sure it's not a check. Make sure it's not a check this time because the Crockett's have a tendency to cancel their checks. Oh. Let's go to the ring.
1: Well, that wasn't real classy of them. Uh, Doc, what did you have?
2: Uh, you know, there wasn't just a whole lot of lines, but man, Tully was great there because it was just full of it, dude. We're, all these belts. Maybe we'll go get some more if we have some time. You know, maybe we'll just we could go get this Western States Heritage shit. Maybe we'll just forget that one and go get us some World Tag Belts if we if we if we can fit that into the dating game and filming precious and some other shit we got to do. We'll go get those too. And man, they don't give a shit about losing war games because it's just like we still got belts. So what's the fuck?
1: Yeah, Harper, what did you what did you have? Man, don't accept don't accept the check from. Them. <laughs> they
2: like to They like to, uh, uh, stop paving but, on it but yeah. the, the thing that is so good about them is that and we've done this to where it's a we're known for it so I'm sure it'll show up on what happened when next week or 83 <laughs> weeks or something else but when you hear Tim Horner stumble on words he just that becomes the focal point he, ab- they absolutely messed up and misspoke and and said the TV title and then just blew it off and just turned it into part of the promo. Oh, well, it's just because I'm so I'm so used to saying that because I've you know I've held it so long. Yeah, they just that turned, was
3: actually just, funny.
1: They they yeah. fucked up and it was funny because of how they then Tully just blew it off. He starts laughing. He's like, oh, I say TV so much. uh oh, you can't blame me. But uh, we'll get that one too. He like he spun <laughs> it into part of the promo even though it was a mess up. That's right, and that's a pro. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. They're arrogant. Uh, J.J. Dillon's the best, man. J.J. was so good in this role. I can't see anybody else in this role besides him. It's just perfect. Yeah, J.J.'s perfect perfect for this. He really is. He's, God. And just think about it. If Buddy Landell doesn't fuck it all the way up, man, JJ's, J.J.'s still managing Buddy if Buddy doesn't do an eight ball and not show up to TV.
2: Man, time. he was managing Black Bart when we started this shit. Black
3: Bart and uh, who was and, and, and Buddy. the mask guy? The mask dude. Thunderfoot? Thunderfoot, yeah. He sure was, remember that? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I know, huh? And now he's with the goddamn horseman. Main and,
1: man, Buddy, and, and Buddy was going to have a program at that point in the beginning of 86 with Flair. Buddy fucked it all the way up by doing an eight ball and not showing up to TV. And he told Dusty, fuck you. I ain't coming. Jesus, Buddy. And and J.J. ends up managing the horsemen, and
3: Buddy gets sent home. Yeah. That's crazy, huh?
1: Oh, boy. That's why Buddy always said he was responsible for – remember when he said that, Doc? I'm responsible Mm -hmm. for the horsemen. Okay, we'll we'll keep it moving. we got Todd Champion and Italian Stallion up next. They defeat Mike Force and David Isley. We then have a next match. It is Lex Luger, who defeats Rocky King to retain the U.S. title. And then the big match, the pretty much last big match of, it's not the last match on this show, but the last big match on this show, Ric Flair versus Jimmy Garvin in the cage for the NWA World Heavyweight title. Uh, They take us to the match in progress like they did with Luger and nikita flair is already busted open when they go to it this thing was a fight i mean they joined it about 20 minutes into it um the finish is flair has garvin in the figure four and is using the ropes flair appears to win the match because garvin can't continue the match because his knee is so injured precious then comes in the ring rick tosses her around like a rag doll but ronnie garvin comes in and says nah bruh," and decides to chop flair and sends flair reeling Uh, this is kind of sad, man, because Precious is now on the hook for the dream date with Rick, and oh my god, Mm -hmm. next week is off the chain, even though what we're about to do is off the chain, but, uh, Harper,
3: you first, man. What did you have from this? Man, when that fan tried climbing in, I was like, who is that? I was was like, wait, (laughs) who is that? I thought it was one of the horsemen, I thought it was like, Tully, a fucking horn, and I was like, damn, that's a fan. That's a fan trying to get there to save fucking Jimmy Garvin.
2: (laughs) <laughs> Man, why y'all talk about this shit like it's real? Right, because it was. <laughs> yeah, that dude, that dude committed a felony. Mm-hmm. That's how fucking
3: emotionally evolved he was. He was like, I mean, the saving Jimmy Garvin are going to fucking jail.
2: Nope, you didn't see anybody do that for
3: for uh, Seth Rollins the other night on Raw, did you? Right. Fuck the yeah. risk, the risk was worth. The reward for that motherfucker. <laughs> he, he, thought,
1: he thought helping Jimmy out was going to get him a spot on the card. Why, uh, is
2: it, why is it his brother helping him? The toughest guy in the territory. I know. I'll go do it. Fuck it. I got to go do it. <laughs> oh,
0: Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, this was good. They they beat it, the shit out of each other, though, man.
3: Yeah, man, that was
2: fucking knee and, and everything. It was all great. I thought it was so well done because because Precious did a really good job as the match was winding down. You could just see it was like she was worried about her man who was hurt. It was starting to sink in that she was getting ready to have to ride Space Mountain. Just and then Garvin Ron comes out to help. They did this. I mean, and then they kept Jimmy Garvin strong because he didn't like he he passed out. Right, right.
1: <laughs> dude, I, I got it on my screen right now. The dude that just climbed up the cage. <laughs> that guy's a treasure. dude. Let me tell you, he fought
3: it too for a while. Yeah, he, took, he got. Yeah, he fought it it a while like to he, get him down. Yeah, yeah he didn't just, just go it. I'm <laughs>
1: looking at it now. Hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna timer for I'm gonna not gonna I can't like share cuz Skype's all messed up but so around the if you're watching at home around the 50 uh around the 50 mark you see him start climbing the cage. And at 50 55 he's, he's damn near scaling it and he's kicking he's kicking people off of him. I think he's kicking uh I can't tell he's kicking off of him. It took them about 15 seconds to get him off of that cage. He's still trying to, dude. They got four guys on him, with the cops pulling this motherfucker back. He wanted in there. He wanted what flare of ass, this dude. Was this the Greensboro? Oh shit, where they? Where's this from? I don't remember. Ah
2: uh, uh, shit, it's either Greensboro or Charlotte. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. It's not the Omni. I don't think that was the Omni.
1: Okay. Maybe. I have what no clue. Fuck? I don't
2: know. I don't give a fuck. It was in a big, a, 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 an arena with a guy who was willing to go to jail. That shit <laughs> was
3: great, bro. And just That's imagine it. if he would have got over the fucking the cage. I
2: mean, what do you, uh, you think he would have fucking <laughs> charged fucking Rick? Flair <laughs> <laughs> would have chopped him one time. His heart would have exploded. And it would have been done with that shit.
1: Well, I don't know. Did y'all see Tommy Young react to it? Yeah, because because Tommy Young, when the guy like gets up there, Tommy, Tommy, and he's when he when the guy's looking like he's about to come over, Tommy Young finally realizes is like, holy shit. And he runs over to the cage because the guy actually gets almost his like left foot up on the cage Top of it, and Tommy Young looks like he's about to crawl onto. Tommy Young's about to scale the cage too to 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 like knock the dude backwards. So
3: <laughs> I, I, maybe
1: Tommy Young pulls a uh Pee Wee Anderson or, or Brian Hildebrand from WCW in the nineties and and decides to take the guy down. I forget was it Hildebrand Doc or or was it was it Pee Wee Anderson? Remember that guy got in the ring and well, and you've got well, you've
2: also got Ron Garvin trying to get him to stop. Yeah, that's true too. It Man, it's sort of a problem. You gotta find out who, who that guy is and get him on
3: the fucking show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what were you thinking? It's still real to me. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Any any other thoughts, Doc? From you?
2: Well, it's a. <sighs> Got to pay off your bets in this world, son. You bet your girl's ass and now it's going to happen. Yeah. And we're all going to get to see it. Yum.
1: We sure are. Next week is going to be beautiful. Um,
2: And I uh, guarantee it. 12-year-old me was thinking, maybe something will slip and we'll get to see something. (laughs) (laughs) That's never happened in the history of recorded television, but maybe this will be the time. (laughs)
1: Somebody else wanted to... Not see, but wanted to listen. Mm. What we'll wait for tomorrow. We'll wait for next week to hear about that uh, part part of this. Right. But okay, Harper, you are gonna fucking. I mean, I know you've seen it because you t- you heard JJ talk about it, but you're. I still think you're gonna lose your mind when you <laughs> you rewatch. But all right, so let's go to Rick because after the match, remember the stipulation was if Rick wins, Rick now gets to have a night with Precious and. And all of its glory, but uh, here's Rick in the studio now, cutting a promo, and God, Jesus, here it is. Still the world champion, and here
0: he is, the world champion, Rick Flair Long and JJ. And I ask you, in total summary, is that not the face of a woman? accomplished it. Jimmy Garvin, he was great, but he was second best. I'm still a man. And now the dream date. and the whole public, the whole world is talking about it. Precious and Ric Flair style of profiling, profile and lingerie. Tony, because I'm the kind of guy that likes to show his words, I'm going to show the public right now my own little private precious, not precious in life, but my little private precious that I practice on. Bring her on, JJ. Bring precious to the nature boy.
3: Um, oh Jesus oh, Christ oh, I know <laughs> my baby. Oh, my baby. What the fuck
0: Oh My baby My baby slide back here honey Oh relax and pretend pretend like you're at home Pretend precious like you're alive I look yes. Woo! I'm looking into the eyes of the nature boy, and pretend we're on our dream day. And you know, baby, I'm going to reach behind you just like this, and I'm going to pull your hair up. It's going to be you and me. Oh, bless it. I'm going to have on my fever panties. I'm going to be all the way down to my Nation Fest. It's look at her eyes, Cody. Look, look at her eyes. Look at her eyes. Oh, precious. These are going to be yours. Come to Daddy and get them. Come to Daddy and get them. Look at, Cody. Look at the legs. Look at the guy! This is mine. Precious. Yes, you can see everything. And precious, this is what you're going to have to wear on the Dream Day. I'm gonna have to live the embarrassment of my lifetime.
1: Woo! Ain't nothing I can say. We're coming back. Um where do you wanna start, Doc?
3: <laughs> Maybe you should start with Harper. All right, Harper, you first then. That's the first mannequin to have a, a fucking hashtag me too movement on oh. Moment on fucking TV, huh? <laughs> uh, I would, I would say so, man.
1: I would say so. What the fuck? He just molested a mannequin. Yep. And talked to it too,
3: like that movie. Remember that?
1: That movie, mannequin. Yeah. God, my freaking mom loved that stupid ass movie. Jesus Christ! Wow.
2: I hope this Bro- therapy Bro- session been you. helpful.
1: Oh my god! Um, yeah, that's that was. A you know what one. I? Uh,
3: I but, love the line when he says, "Yeah, he's great, but he but he was second best to the greatest." That was a great line.
2: Yeah, I just couldn't get what? past them. Bring out the doll that I practice on. Got yeah, me. no, huh? <laughs> that's what I. Whoa.
3: When he said that, I was like, wait, wait, what's this? What's he going to bring out? Practicing what? The figure four? What's he been practicing? Oh, no. I've been practicing how to rape bitches.
1: (laughs) All right. Jesus. Can you imagine... Can you imagine, okay, I'm going to ask the same question next week, but I want to ask this question this week. Can you imagine this today? <laughs> if
3: somebody? No. T- t- you know what I love? Like, TBS got pissed when when Dusty got stabbed with the spike, but... Right! You know? this, this is okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just... Uh, what are you going to do? It's amazing. Boys will be boys. Yeah. <laughs> boys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all
2: right, Doc. You heard Harper speak his What's yours? I'm just gonna tell you, I 100% do not like this at all.
1: Fake outrage. You got Joe Buck outrage right now.
2: I do not. Um, I God, I'm gonna sound like I'm 130 years old here, but I don't care. I don't want the NWA World Heavyweight Champion out there making out with a mannequin. I well, just don't. I, that, at, at that point, you lose the moral <laughs> high ground on everything you say about we're not cartoon wrestling. I just I think don't.
1: both of y'all are missing something here. What? He did that shit in front of kids in the studio audience. Yeah, no,
2: <laughs> of um, course he did. Hey, I, and that doesn't bother hey, me hey, either. Hey, like, yeah,
3: hey, there you go. You're doing great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> almost finished, Chip. <Jim. laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, there was millions yeah. of kids at home too, like us that were that saw it. But I'm just saying, it's <laughs> live studio, and they're scr- they're chanting. You can hear them. Rick is sick. Rick is sick. I mean. <laughs> The ch- they had the chant going. I mean, it was clear as day. But he did that <laughs>
2: in front of kids in the studio. Oh my god! All right, I, I just do not like my champ- world champion for the NWA involved with such foolishness. Well, Can yeah, you under- <laughs> you understand that?
1: Uh I don't know. I think you're doing a little bit of Joe Buck fake outrage right now, but
2: you know, I'm really not.
1: I, I I promise you, I'm not. Okay. All right. So any other thoughts, Doc, on Rick there? And
2: No. I, I mean, he's I, talking look, about... Go ahead. Well, we're going to see the payoff for this next week, right?
1: Well, yeah, but he's talking about right here. He, dude, he's saying he's aroused, and then he's talking about showing the world and the public his flick he's going to make with Precious. I mean, so he, like, he, before they even bring the mannequin out, he he's, he's bragging about... I, I'm gonna show the world. Like, I was like, dude, you're 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 really proud. You're gonna show the world a uh, you want a match, and you're gonna you're gonna basically force a woman to have sex with you. You gonna you gonna show that to the world? Just like just the whole thing. You think about that today. Like, good God, imagine if they even thought about that, man. It'd be run off the network if they even tried it. Uh, but Rick is just nuts here. It's just whatever. All right. So uh we got Ronnie Garvin up next. He defeats El Negro. Uh during the match, El Tony what? teases <laughs> El <laughs> Negro. Out
2: there. You take somebody in the back, said Ronnie, go out there and stretch the Negro. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's funny? Oh somebody got sensitive. You think that's funny? Come on. Uh, Harper laughed. That's an yeah. I'm playing to an audience of one here. <laughs> It's pretty obvious. It was a lame joke.
1: You're trying to be a heel again. And you're just just pitiful. Okay. All
2: right. I'm so sorry, Mikey.
1: Um. Tony does tease this though during the match, and he says, "Next week, we will see the footage of the date with Precious." Mm-hmm. I-, I mean, so now TBS has Tony Schiavone pimping out a porno. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And Garvin wins instantly. There's no stretching. He beats him up, and it's really quick. Uh. We go from that. Straight to Garvin and or the Garvins or Jimmy with Precious and Ron. Uh, Kind of a quick promo at the end and here it is.
2: Match, I tell you what, it was a great match and a courageous match. I know you're in a lot of pain.
4: Well, thank you very much, Tony. And I'm not going to come out here on national TV in front of the world and make any kind of excuses as to what happened to my knee and what happened in the match. I think that's pretty pretty obviously on the film that I did have a problem with my knee and it's real obvious that Ric Flair did win the match. I get a real sick feeling inside when I think, ladies and gentlemen, that people like my brother Ronnie Garvin and myself, Dusty Rhodes, Nikita Koloff, just to mention a few of them have to deal with such a sick individual as you, Ric Flair. And you are a sick individual. Dusty Rhodes has your number, pal. And I don't want to get out of line here. I got a lot of things to say, so let me get one one thing straight right now. I didn't mean for it to happen. The Garvin family made a deal. We put our names on the line and we're gonna live up to our end of the deal. We made an agreement and we're gonna live up to it. Ric Flair, you wanted a date with a member of the Garvin family, as we understand it, Pally, and that's exactly what you're gonna get. In fact, while I'm on that, I'd like to tell you, you probably can't handle her anyway. She's more of a woman than you, more of a woman. She's more of a woman than you've ever been with, Pally. So I got news for you. You better have empty hands. And even then, don't try to bring on that cheap champagne like you do with all them other women. This woman here is special and everybody knows that. Now, the fact is this. We got to deal with it, and Ric Flair, after it's all over, Pally, I'm going to be on your front doorstep for every day, the rest of the days of your life. Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin's going to take care of you, sometime, somewhere. It's like the American dream said, at any given date, any given time, he can beat you, Ric Flair, and I believe that because he's one heck of a man. Ronnie Garvin, my brother, any given day, any given time, he can beat you, Ric Flair. Flair. And gorgeous Jimmy Garvin at any given date and any given time will beat you, Ric Flair. You're not gonna humiliate the Garvin family like you're trying to do. And you're getting away with it right now. You're doing a real good job, Pally. Out here with that sick looking doll and things like that. The fact is this, you're not gonna get away with it. And what happened happened, it's all over now. That is almost Ric Flair. It's not over for you, Pally, because someday, somewhere, you're gonna get it, pal. We'll see you next week, fans. Uh, one thing
1: I wanna say before I throw it to you, Doc, is why is he talking about Dusty here? It's like Dusty told him in the back to
2: mention his name. Like this is none to, Dust, Dusty has nothing to do with this, but Why uh, was he giving Brick Flair dating tips for dating his wife? Yeah. I, Don't bring out the cheap champagne. Right. He likes the good stuff.
3: The first thing he should say is we a fucking condom. I know where the fuck you've been. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fucking, it fucking,
2: you weren't about the kind of wine they're going to fucking drink. The fuck? Right. You're not man enough to handle her. Why do you care? What do you want her to do? And a look on her face.
3: Dude, she she looked like.
2: like a whole, she, did, she was awesome there.
3: Yeah. And I kept thinking, why don't you just say, I don't want to do
2: it? <laughs> Gotta pay off your bets. He said that at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I mean we're gonna follow we're gonna follow through with this stipulation even if it borders on illegal prostitution
1: just, Um man this is this is rough Yeah I know this is some sick shit <laughs> And let me just point out
2: that while all this is going on how many weeks have we been out here saying How is Rick a heel? People love him. Not anymore.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Not now.
2: Yeah. I mean she's like a scared
3: child, like fucking got her head on his fucking chest. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's all right.
3: Space back. It's all right. Just you know, close your eyes and think about something else.
2: You'll be coming around the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Uh, yeah, all right. oh, oh, my is right.
1: Uh, oh, my. All right. We got to rate this thing. I just want to remind everyone, if you're not a patron, consider becoming one. Go to tinyurl.com slash. Patreon BTT that's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT for as little as two bucks a month or more if you choose to do so and become a Hall of Fame patron and get a t-shirt you can get all the patron only shows including the world class shows and the other uh, nonsense that we do on Patreon so again it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT Doc let's rate this thing Uh, I went first last week you go first this week me? yeah
2: I'm worried, man. The Mavericks have given up their lead. I was distracted for a second. Dude,
1: they were up by twenty-five points. They're about five. Wow.
2: So they lost yeah, their lead. Pro- the NBA, pal.
1: No lead is yeah, safe. it's all the work. No lead is safe. You ain't lying about that.
2: All right. So hmm, you got to see the champ in action today. That's a big deal. We saw a title change, hands. That's a big deal. The studio stuff was complete garbage. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge fan of this precious angle, although I reserve the right to change my mind on that based on the payoff next week. Uh, let me see. I'm going to say B plus. All right, Harper, what are you going to give it? I'm going to give this an A. This is fun. <laughs> Harper <laughs> likes to watch <laughs> per- <What> the- <laughs> uh, implied sodomy and managing. I mean-
3: that great that match dudes. with with the ref trying to climb the fucking, I mean, with the fan trying to climb the cage. And then you got Rick making out with a fucking mannequin. That Imagine where they got that mannequin from. You think they went to like Dillard's or something, like in a mall, be like, hey, uh, we're going to need this mannequin. We're going to bring it back in, in a couple of hours.
0: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> One of the TBS employees was like, "Uh, mm. like somebody in the back said, hey, can you? Rick was like, hey, can, you... can somebody get us a mannequin? He's like, you really yeah, want one a mannequin, one in back? Was probably yeah, like, well,
3: I... my, 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 my.
1: Do it, do I... it, do it, it in a Goma Paw
3: voice. Yeah. My cousin, she's an assistant manager over at Dillard's. She could probably get me one. All right.
1: Okay. Okay, go get it, go get it for me then, pal. <laughs> and the guy runs back. It comes in with a mannequin. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm with you, Hopper. I'm going to give this one an A. I thought this was – we got the title match, you know, two title matches, one title switch. I, I mean, the promos, they they weren't great. We had a sick promo from Rick, but uh, Dusty dropped a nice little line there. So, I got to give it an A. I mean, we got we got two title matches. So, good yeah, stuff. I mean, you know.
3: Yeah, the fucking Dusty promo. Yeah. It's about – I mean, uh, Butch Reed.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give, so we're going to do the Rolex now. (sighs) Mm. I'm going to give it to Dusty because of what he said about Butch. Because what he said about Butch and then he told Luger, if you're looking for somebody to pick on, there's a 300-pound chubby plumber, son, that will tear your ass right up. I kind of like that, even though the promo was a little long. I mean, it'd be too easy to give it to Rick and the insanity that it was. So I'll go Dusty. Doc, who are you giving it to?
2: Man, I'm giving it to
1: Precious. (laughs) For the eye she was making at the camera?
2: The eye she was making at the camera, but she was also really good during the match, too, that we got to see. She was worried throughout and just bothered by Jimmy's stuff. So uh, I thought Precious, this was peak, well, until next week, peak Precious.
3: Harper, what about you? You know what Precious looked like in that promo? You know those fucking... You know those fucking commercials for the Humane Society where they get the dogs all, all fucked up in the cages and they show like in slow motion with the sad music? <laughs> Sarah
2: McLaughlin? Yeah. Damn. Those make me sad. Yeah. They
1: make me sad too, man. But, uh...
2: White people love their dogs and then there's Mike. How do you explain that?
1: I love dogs, man. Dogs are. Awesome. I
2: know. I That's that's the thing that throws everybody off on I being don't confused like my, about I don't you. like
1: my mother-in-law's dog that lives with us, but Dogs are awesome, man. My mother-in-law's dog is a fucking
2: guy asshole. asshole. Oh, he's an. Just sell him to the Chinese buffet.
1: Oh uh, God, that dog! Jesus Christ. Uh, uh did you give your oh, Rolex?
3: Rick gets, uh, Rick gets it for, for fucking dry humping a, a fucking mannequin on national television.
2: Dude, that's your <laughs> champion. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Bring out a mannequin to the next walk Wildcat show and just start fucking... I'm going to do it. I'm going to dress up like
3: fucking Johnny.
2: Put a little Jesus. blonde wig on it.
3: Like a... Oh my god. I'm going to get one from like Buster Browns or something. Like a little kid one. Are Put you like really... a little offer? That would
1: be awesome if you did it. <laughs> it really would. And you beat its ass in the middle of the ring.
2: That'd be great. Drop an elbow on it, and <laughs> <laughs> his head pops off or something.
1: Oh my god, that'd be awesome. All right, uh, hey, don't forget to use the Amazon referral link. It's tinyurlcom Amazon. Go buy book and uh, go buy Death of the Territories. Go buy Bobby Blaze's book. It's the holidays. The holidays are are just about upon us here. So, again, hey, you want to tiny... know what I'm
2: reading? You you want to know what I'm reading now? What? The Nitro book. I am. I'm reading that Nitro book, man. It's chock full of facts and maybe facts and alleged facts, and it's in-depth, man. They did a whole chapter the other night on uh, corporate accounting and how they were they were uh, booking the, the expenses and revenues in WCW. Wow, that didn't surprise you at all, did it? Well, I just, now I'm, on second thought, I'm going to have to not recommend it to our listeners because there's not a chance in blue hell that they could understand it, but whatever. Okay,
1: there you go, playing heel. Uh, again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support the show. You can buy anything from there. Give it to the wives, girlfriends, broads, side pieces, whoever you're banging in your Anakin's. life. Uh, mannequins. <laughs> give it to them as well. TinyURL.com slash Amazon. Tell them to bookmark it and use it every time they purchase something from Amazon. Uh, the show gets a little bit of support in return from Amazon when you do use it. So, um, um, Doc, I didn't even select a promo of the week this week, but uh, I don't care. I'll throw it to you, man. What else you got?
2: I got nothing, man. You know, yeah. these people have had enough of my time. Harper's trying to recover from a savage duck attack. <laughs> wow, His his, well, his, also, his Dodgers are playing tonight. You know, there's a lot of sports going on in the world. Maybe we should just all feel like we've been blessed enough today and go on our merry way. Yeah. Agreed.
1: So, do me a favor. Check out the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing First with ROH's Brian Malonis, Mike Crockett, every single Monday. Doing their thing. Just search Wrestling Podcast About Nothing And you should be able to find it. And then check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, run by Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history. Once again, slightly classier, a little bit more professional. Uh, Thanks, Joe and Quinn, for all your plugs. Thanks, Crockett. Thanks, Malonis, for your plugs as well. Very much appreciated. Hopper, if you don't have to plug Wildcat or your T-shirts or Doc's T-shirts that they can get by clicking on the link in the show description, uh, hit the tagline, man. Roll Tide. Are you going to start selling mortgages? I didn't hit stop yet. I just gotta nah. ask you. All uh, right. No.
3: Uh-uh. No. But, I mean, but Roll Tide. We can we can book it, bitch.
1: Before we get out of here thanks for listening to the very end of the show and i want to say thanks to all of the hall of fame patrons that support this show we don't have sponsors as you know we appreciate all the patrons but i want to give a special shout out to all the hall of fame patrons uh ryan ashby good old justin k underscore row 86 disrespectfully classy marky blassy Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, S.V. Pajam, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, Boy Spoyboy Cap, Ari Miller39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, JMM7530, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin Underscoring Dreddy, Codeman822, Marty Howell, and T-Hog94, thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons and help supporting this show. Until next week, guys, we'll catch you later.